بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم اما بعد سون ڈسکشن یہ حضرت ایڈوائس ٹو سم بڈی حضرت تھانوی رحمت اللہ علیہ گیو حضرت اس کوٹنگ دی انسیڈنٹ دی ٹاپک از مؤمن کے لیے مصیبت کے نافع ہونے کا منطقی استدلال that any difficulty that comes upon a mu'min, this is something which is for his benefit, proving this in a logical manner, via logic and mantiq. <coughs> Mufti Muhammad Hassan Amritsari Rahmatullahi par ma'akulaad ka ghalba tha. Khanqa mein qiyam ke liye thana bon aaye huye the, ki ghar se khat aaya ke biwi bachche sab bimar hai. Ye bohot tashwish mein the. Mufti Muhammad Hassan Amritsari Rahmatullahi very senior khalifa was Tamir Rahmatullahi the founder of Jamia Ashrafiya Lahore very major institution in Pakistan so he was somebody that was very very deep into logic so while he was at the Khanqa in Thanabon as a Tamir Rahmatullahi a letter came to him from home that his wife and children all very sick so he got extremely perturbed. Now he is far away. It's unlike the situation nowadays. Person can reach in a day also to another part of the world. From those days it was a very difficult, difficult and different situation. So he was now far away and he's in Thanabon. Even if he decides to leave for home, this is not going to be something he can reach in a couple of days time. And perhaps that was not even possible at that time to leave in any case. So he became very perturbed. تو جا کر حضرت تھانوی رحمت اللہ علیہ سے عرض کیا کہ حضرت سارے گھر والے بیمار ہیں تو ہی ونٹ اینڈ انفارم حضرت تھانوی رحمت اللہ علیہ دیٹ آل دا پیپل ایٹ ہوم آر سکھ ان ادر ورڈ آئی ایم ناؤ ویری ویری پرٹربڈ دا پیس آف مائی مائنڈ از گون تو حضرت نے فرمایا کہ مفتی صاحب جب مؤمن کا عقیدہ مقدر پر ہے تو پھر اس سے اسے مقدر ہونے کی کیا ضرورت ہے So Thanwi Rahmatullahi replied to him and said, now in Urdu the words fit in very nicely so to understand it. Hazrat said, Mu'min ka aqeedah muqaddar par hai. Muqaddar means something that is in one's taqdeer. Muqaddar. With a big qaf. So phir usse muqaddar honne ki kya zarurat? Muqaddar with a small qaf means that his heart is now in a state of bewilderment. His heart is not clear, not clean. So these two words, this play of words, Hazrat answered everything in that. That when a mu'min has his belief in taqdeer, on what is muqaddar, then still despite that to become muqaddar, still despite that for the heart to get so overwhelmed, how can these two things fit together? When a person is not clear about taqdeer, then he will become overwhelmed that now how did this happen and why it happened and what do I do about it and how can I do something about it? When something is clear in his heart and mind that whatever has happened has happened by the will of Allah Ta'ala, then his heart would be at peace. Human nature, that he will feel concerned, he will feel pained, but not to the point where this becomes overwhelming. Not to the point where he cannot now function. He is now totally overcome by the issue whatever has happened. 
حضرت فضل سید قل یوسیبنا اللہ ما کتب اللہ لنا ہوا مولانا دا قرآن شریف اللہ تعالیٰ سیز قل یوسیبنا اللہ ما کتب اللہ لنا دت سی that whatever befalls us is what Allah Ta'ala has already decreed for us. Huwa Mawlana. He is our guardian. So now in this ayat Allah Ta'ala says, Illa ma katab Allahu lana. So this lana ka laam yahaan nafa ke liye hai. In the Arabic language and in the Quran Sharif in many places, this lana, this laam, this laam comes to indicate somebody's benefit. Hada luck, you know, this for you, it's yours, you take it. So it's your benefit in this. So likewise, Allah Ta'ala is saying, whatever has befallen us, say that whatever has befallen us is what Allah Ta'ala has decreed for us. Meaning, it's, there's our benefit in it. Mu'min ko jo musibat pounchti hai, usme mu'min hi ka nafa hai. When something befalls a mu'min, then in it is the benefit for the mu'min himself. اس کے بعد حکیم الامت نے مفتی صاحب سے فرمایا کہ چونکہ آپ منطقی آدمی ہے اس لئے منطق سے سمجھاتا ہو حکیم الامت رحمت اللہ علیہ then address مفتی محمد حسن صاحب and said to him that since you are very deep in logic so I will explain to you in a logical manner that مؤمن کو جو تکلیف اللہ تعالیٰ دیتا ہے اس میں سراسر مؤمن کا ہی فائدہ ہے any difficulty that comes on a مؤمن it's 100% his benefit in it, the mu'min's benefit. Mu'min ko jo taklif ya bala Allah ki taraf se pounchti hai, is mein sirf char surte hai. Challenge karta ho ke paanchwi koi surat nahi hai. There can only be one of four possibilities. Anything that came upon a person, there can be only four, one of four possibilities. This is I can challenge you that you bring out the fifth possibility and show me. There is no fifth possibility. What are these four possibilities? The first is, مؤمن کو تکلیف دے کر اللہ صوفی صد فائدہ اٹھا لے. یہ ناممکن ہے. کیونکہ اس سے لازم آتا ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ نعوذ باللہ بندوں کا محتاج ہے. اور چونکہ اللہ تعالیٰ سارے عالم سے بے نیاز ہے, لہذا یہ صورت محال ہے. The first intellectual possibility was that اللہ تعالیٰ put some difficulty on a مؤمن and اللہ تعالیٰ derives 100% benefit out of that. This is impossible, this is totally unacceptable because this will mean that na'uzu billah, Allah Ta'ala is in need. Allah Ta'ala to put some difficulty on somebody to take the benefit. Which is na'uzu billah, kufr, to think Allah Ta'ala is in need. So since Allah Ta'ala is totally independent from everybody, Allah Ta'ala is not in need of anyone, so this possibility is impossible. There is no such possibility. دوسری صورت یہ ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ سو فیصد نفع لے پچاس فیصد سو فیصد نفع نہ لے پچاس فیصد لے یعنی ففٹی ففٹی کر لے پچاس فیصد بندی کو دے دے پچاس فیصد خود لے لے یہ بھی ناممکن ہے one was hundred percent benefit اللہ تعالیٰ wants to take out of this impossible so likewise this issue of maybe okay ففٹی ففٹی اللہ تعالیٰ is making it you take half the benefit I'll take half this too is totally impossible to imagine also Allah Ta'ala is totally independent, not in need of anyone. So this too is totally out of the question. Tisri shakal ye hai ke na banda ka faida ho na Allah ka. The third possibility is that in the difficulty, neither Allah Ta'ala benefits anything, obviously, that goes without saying. And neither is there any benefit to the mu'min. So this third possibility 
جس میں کوئی فائدہ اور مقصد نہیں تو بے فائدہ کام کرنا بے مقصد کام کرنا فضول اور لغو کام کرنا یہ اللہ کی عظمت کے خلاف ہے اللہ تعالیٰ کا کوئی کام حکمت سے خالی نہیں سو دس المین دیٹ اللہ تعالیٰ ڈیڈ سم تھنگ یوز لیس نوزب اللہ اللہ تعالیٰ ڈیڈ سم تھنگ وچ از ٹوٹلی وداؤٹ اینی بینیفٹ وداؤٹ اینی آبجیکٹو سم تھنگ دیٹ واز یوز لیس سم تھنگ دیٹ واز جسٹ فیوٹائل سو دس از اگینسٹ دی عظمت اینڈ دی گرینڈی آف اللہ تعالیٰ ایوری تھنگ دیٹ اللہ تعالیٰ ڈز از فلڈ ود وزڈم سو دس از آلسو آؤٹ آف دا کوشچن سو اب صرف چوتھی شکل باقی ہے کہ ہر مصیبت اور تکلیف میں سو فیصد مؤمن ہی کا فائدہ ہے اونلی لیوز ون ود دا فورتھ پاسبلٹی دیٹ ان ایوری ڈفیکلٹی دس ہنڈریڈ پرسینٹ بینیفٹ فار دا مؤمن کل یوسیبنا اللہ ما کتب اللہ لنا میں لام نفع کے لیے ہے ورنہ اللہ درر کے لیے آتا Therefore, in this ayat, Allah Ta'ala says that قُلْ لَيُسِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا Whatever Allah Ta'ala has decreed or whatever has befallen us is what Allah has decreed for our benefit. Had it been for our harm, Allah Ta'ala would have said إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ عَلَيْنَا Allah comes to show the, the negative part. So Allah Ta'ala didn't say عَلَيْنَا Allah Ta'ala said لَنَا It shows that this is 100% our benefit in it. تو میں یہ کہتا ہوں کہ ہر نعمت کو اللہ کی طرف منسوب کرو ہر وقت اللہ تعالیٰ کا شکر ادا کرو سو آفٹر ہیونگ مینشن دس حضرت از ناؤ ڈرائنگ انادر پوائنٹ سو ون از دا ایشو دیٹ آل دیز ڈفیکلٹیز چیلنجز دیٹ کم ان اے پرسنز لائف دے از اوور بینیفٹ ان اٹ اٹس اے ڈفرنٹ ایشو دیٹ وی مے ناٹ انڈرسٹینڈ ہاؤ اٹ بینیفٹس اس واٹ از دا حکمت اینڈ وزڈم ان اٹ There is our benefit in any case. Many a times, a person doesn't understand the benefit of many things. But he accepts it, he submits to it. Some medic- medicine is very bitter, very difficult to take. He cannot understand how this medicine is going to sort out his problem. He hasn't gone into the details of it. This little tablet can't even hold it properly, it's so small. What benefit is this going to bring? How is this going to now sort out this major problem physically that a person has. So he just accepts it because somebody who knows told him. Somebody who studied the field, they prescribed it. This is the medicine for you. So now he accepts it and takes it. So how that little tablet, he's got such a major physical issue, he's got, maybe his kidneys are packing up or whatever, something, and they're giving him some small tablet which he can't barely hold in his hand properly. So outwardly to the person who's a layman, he can't work it out. The person who knows, he says, no, I know what I'm talking about. So Allah Ta'ala knows better than anybody what Allah Ta'ala is saying. How is this difficulty going to be a medicine for us? We don't know. How it's promoting somebody, we have no idea. Problems, challenges, difficulties. The ajeeb thing is that the greatest challenges came to those who were closest to Allah Ta'ala. The greatest challenges came to those who were closest to Allah Ta'ala. And this is from the hadith, Ashaddu Bala'an Al-Anbiya. The greatest difficulties, challenges, hardships came on the Anbiya Ali Musalam. Thummal Amsal Fal Amsal. Then those who were closest to them in rank, they were tested the greatest. And then those next after them. 
when a person keeps this reality in mind, as a human, it won't take the pain away. He's a human, he's insan. So insan is made of emotions also. He has emotions within him. He feels pain, he feels the difficulty, he feels the illness, whatever has happened affects him. Human nature. So that pain won't go away, but the pain will get masked. One is that person is expecting some karamat that this will now just suddenly disappear. That is not human nature. Can happen sometimes, but that's not the norm. But what will happen is it will get masked. To understand this by way of an example, somebody is extremely ill. Every pain he's got. And he's living in this pain. But we might have experienced something like this sometimes, or seen somebody else. That now in that pain of his, he's groaning and moaning also. Somebody who he hasn't seen for years, who's very close to him, very, very attached to the person, he has been even thinking, when I'll see this friend again? Will I ever see him again? And now out of the blue, suddenly this person walked in. Now because of the muhabbat, because of the close friendship, because of the even wish that I hope I'll see this person again, and now out of the blue suddenly he came, even for a brief moment, for a short while, maybe a minute or two, while he's just meeting him, he forgot about all his pain. One minute later he'll remember all the pain he has. Just after this person asks him, how are you? So now when he starts saying how he is, now I got this problem and that problem, he'll start feeling all the pain again. But for that brief moment, he forgot all his pain. Why? That this happiness that suddenly came, this happiness, that extreme happiness and joy he felt suddenly, masked the pain. This overshadowed the pain. And the other way around it works as well. Sometimes the pain is increased by some negative situation. There's one article that was once, one doctor had written that he was treating one patient, an elderly person, and that person was recovering very well, he was in hospital, person was recovering very well, somewhere in America, wherever this happened, and it was an old lady, she had fractured her leg or something, broken it, or somehow she fell, so it was a while, and she was down and out, physically and emotionally when she was brought to the hospital. But in any case, as this time went past, she was recovering very well and her health was improving. So, it was now close to her being discharged. He had made it known now to the family that maybe within 2-3 days, she'll get discharged. So she was also happy now. So she was also improving much more. And one day before that discharge, he came back to attend to her and suddenly he sees her whole condition has gone, taken a dive for the worse. And she is more sick than she was when she came. So, he was very surprised. What happened? Apparently there was no reason for this. Outwardly all the signs, symptoms, everything are not showing something else. Because the nature of the illness, why did this happen suddenly? He was quite perplexed, couldn't make out, couldn't... Something has happened. Then he started asking her some questions. And in the process then she said, 
that well, yesterday when my son came to visit me with who she was living, so he informed me that when I'm going to be discharged, I will be taken from here straight to an old age home. Because they unfortunately cannot accommodate me in their house anymore. So that was the news that was given to her. Unfortunately, the way the dunya is going, that the khidmat of the elderly is now a burden. Serving our own parents, serving our grandparents, this now becomes an impediment in a person's entertainment, in his freedom, in as he wants to live his life. Now this becomes an obstacle. So now get this burden out of the way. So this broke her heart. It broke her heart, it increased all the pain. Even the physical pain came back. Let alone the emotional pain, it brought back all the physical ailments. So just as this shock brought back all the physical ailments, that happy moment masked all the physical pain. So now if this can get masked for one minute, it can get masked for longer also. Normally it's a very brief moment that a person will just forget everything. Sometimes a person is ill, sick and somebody came to visit him, he got engaged in talking to the person. For a while he forgot his illness. Then he remembers everything. He feels everything. Suddenly while he's sitting there, he feels everything. But the point is, for a period of time it could get masked. So if you can get masked for half a minute, for one minute, it can get masked for one hour also. It can get masked for one day also. So the Ahlullah, they also feel pain. They also feel the difficulties. They also feel emotionally, they get emotionally affected by things around them. Because they are insan. And they are more emotionally affected than many others. Because their shafqat, their compassion, their uh, soft-heartedness on the ummah is far greater than others. Because they see others, they see the ummah in a different light. So they feel this pain even more. But at the same time, their hearts are focused towards Allah Ta'ala. So when the heart is focused towards Allah Ta'ala, that masks this condition. Physically that is the Isl, but it doesn't come to a point where it overwhelms a person. That now I can't function in life. And Allah forbid people then sometimes start contemplating suicide and whatnot. So this is as a result of not looking at where things are happening from. Allah Ta'ala is the being that is controlling everything. So further, as it says that تو میں یہ کہتا ہوں کہ ہر نعمت کو اللہ کی طرف منصوب کرو ہر وقت اللہ کا شکر ادا کرو Therefore every نعمت, every bounty of Allah Ta'ala attributed to Allah Ta'ala and be grateful to Allah Ta'ala for all His bounties تشکر کی کیفیت غالب رہے تو تکبر پاس نہیں آئے گا That when a person is fully grateful to Allah Ta'ala then he will not become proud تشکر and تکبر Tashakkur means to be grateful and takabur to be proud, pride. So when there's tashakkur, there's gratitude, then pride won't come. Takabur se wohi shaks bach sakta hai jis par tashakkur ghalib ho. Kyunke tashakkur sabab qurb hai, shukar karne se qurb ilahi barta hai, aur takabur se bu'ad aur duri hoti hai. That with tashakkur, only that person can stay away from takabur who has tashakkur, who has gratitude. Because tashakkur, gratitude is a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. 
So when a person is getting closer to Allah Ta'ala, then takabur, which is a means of getting distanced away, that can't happen. Because these are opposites. A person can't be getting close and distanced at the same time. When he's developed shukr, then kibur will go. So the reality of shukr will get out, get the takabur out of him. Further states that takabur aisi buri bimari hai ki agar dil mein ek zarra ke barabar rai ke barabar bhi hoga to jannat to kya jannat ki khushbu bhi nahi paoge takabur is takabur is such a terrible disease that even to the extent of a mustard seed if it's in somebody's heart let alone jannat he won't even smell the fragrance of jannat aur takabur ghair shuuri taur par aa jata hai this comes in such a subtle way a person doesn't even realize that this takabur has entered. This pride has got into me. Islam apne se kamtar samjho. Filhal, yani halat se kamtar hai. Agarche Bukhari Sharif parhate hai, isliye ye jumla rozana Allah taala se kaho. Iska maamul banalo. Ki Allah mein tamam musalmano se kamtar hu filhal. This is therefore speak to yourself. Repeat the statement daily that I am presently the lowest of every Muslim. There is not a single Muslim walking on the face of this earth who I am not lower than. No matter what I may be doing, I might be teaching Bukhari Sharif or anything as I am saying, that despite whatever a person is doing, but repeat the statement to oneself. Make this a part of one's ma'mul, daily practice. Many a times, if we just see somebody talking to himself, say something wrong, this person is talking to himself. So that's why, don't talk to oneself aloud. But it's a very, very, provided it's done for the right purposes, talking to oneself is a very useful thing. Talking to oneself is in the sense where, one is addressing one's nafs. Like that famous incident, one Muslim was sitting on the steps of the Jami Masjid of Delhi. Now, people didn't know him, they weren't aware who this person is. Very simple person. So, one person passed by, he overheard him saying something. He stopped to hear properly, he's saying, Na tu mera banda, na me tera banda, na tu mera khuda. Me kyu teri baat manu? I am not your slave, you are not my rab. Why must I listen to you? This person heard this and he got a shock. He says, this kafir ho gaya. So kafir, is a, this person is in kufr now. The second person came along and he heard the same thing and he also came to the same conclusion. What is wrong with this person? He is making kufr statement. And this continued for a while. And he is carrying on saying this. Na me tera banda, na tu mera khuda. I am not your slave, you are not my, my creator, my Rabb. Why must I listen to you? One person passed by, he heard the same thing. So he asked him, well, what are you talking about? What are you meaning? So when he said, what are you meaning? He asked him the question. So he said, ek akal man nikla. This one intelligent person has passed by. He said, I am talking to my nafs. It is repeatedly enticing me to do something haram. It is tempting me and enticing me to do something haram. So I am addressing my nafs and saying to my nafs that I am not your slave, you are not my rabb. Why must I listen to you? 
My Rabb is Allah Ta'ala. I'll be the slave of Allah Ta'ala. So I'm addressing my nafs. Now in addressing that nafs, that is crushing, that temptation. So speaking to oneself, within oneself, is a very useful thing. Provided we do it for the right things. For example, now a person is being tempted towards haram. So to reprimand the nafs from inside. That don't you have any shame? Have you forgotten Allah that is watching? Do you want to die in this manner? Now he's talking to himself. But this talking to oneself is a very, very effective way of overcoming that temptation at that time. Like a person reprimands a little child, firmly, strongly, and all the kinds of reprimands come to him at that time. So more than that, we have to reprimand this nafs. We call it talking to oneself if you wish. But this is a very effective thing to spur a person on in the right direction. It's fajr time, he's feeling lazy, he doesn't want to wake up. Now he's talking to himself that, is this the gratitude to Allah Ta'ala for having given me another day? I'm still alive. And a person wakes up, Alhamdulillah, illadhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhi nushur. The dua to recite at the time when a person wakes up. He starts off his day with the shukr to Allah Ta'ala. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala who gave me life after death. Because when a person is asleep, he is like a person who has died. Sleeping person, he cannot hear anything. Somebody is talking alongside he can't hear, a dead person can't hear, this person also can't hear. People are walking up and down past him, things are happening around him. Like a dead person can't see what's going on around him, he can't see the things going on around him. And some people really sleep like dead. Even somebody shakes them through, they don't even know who came and shook us. So, the thing is that now the person woke up, so he like came back to life after death. So he is Acknowledging this great favor of Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah illadhi. Ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhi nushur. Now that laziness is coming. Shaitan is now tapping the person. You carry on sleeping. It's a cold day today. And very comfortable here. You continue. Comes in the Hadith Sharif. When a person goes to sleep, Shaitan ties three knots behind his head. And like a person taps a child to sleep, Shaitan taps him off. Alayka laylun tawil farqud. You have a long night sleep. Very long night. Long through fajr also. That's Shaitan's objective. When a person opens his eyes and he takes the name of Allah Ta'ala. Then as soon as he does this, Alhamdulillah illadhi ahyana ba'dama amatana wa ilayhi nushur. He recites the kalima. One not opens out on his own. And then he makes wudu. So the second knot opens out. And then he performs salah. So the third knot opens out. And now that the three knots that shaitan had tied have opened out, nafs. Now he wakes up in a very uh, energetic manner. Very fresh. Ready for the day. And He's feeling very, very positive, very good. Why? Because all the effects of shaitan have disappeared. But the person continues sleeping. 
until now the time of Salah is gone. So all those three knots remain. فَيُسْبِحُ خَبِيثًا نَفْسِ كَسْلَانِ Mr. Awesome says, now he is mourning and his day starts off in a condition where he is totally negative within himself. His heart is in all negativity. And in a condition of total laziness. Now this carries on the whole day. It drags along the whole day. Because the effects of shaitan were not cleared out. So this is challenge. Allah Ta'ala has given shaitan the despite. But Allah Ta'ala gave us the himmat and courage and gave us the prescriptions of how to overcome shaitan also. A person takes the name of Allah Ta'ala upon waking up and already one knot of shaitan is opened out. He makes wudu, the second is gone. Performs salah and the third is gone. He doesn't do anything further. And these are all things he has to do in any case. So the point is that shaitan now, when he recites the kalima, etc., he's cleared all this out of the way. But the thing we were discussing is that upon taking the name of Allah Ta'ala, he is now acknowledging that, ya Allah, you gave me this opportunity again, another day. So now when this laziness is coming, so he's talking to himself, that is this the gratitude for this gift Allah Ta'ala gave you another day? Do you realize that you could have been now on your way to the grave? If you never woke up, you would have been preparing now to sort out your funeral janazah and bury you. Allah Ta'ala blessed you with another day and you don't want to perform the first obligation of Allah Ta'ala of the day. Now talking to oneself in that manner, talking to oneself in this way that, are you such a weakling? You want to do weight lifting all the time and pick up those heavy weights, you can't pick up this duvet off your face. So this is how weak you are. What is the use of picking up all those weights? You can't pick up this weight. So that talking to oneself is very effective, very useful. person is walking down the street and now shaitan is tempting him. So at that time, he is talking to himself. That you forgot when you were in the masjid crying and making dua. Where is all those tears gone to? You were holding the ghilaf of the Kaaba Sharif and crying at that time. Has all that disappeared somewhere? And outwardly you have the garb of piety. Is this the way you conduct yourself? You're stealing glances now? He's talking to himself. He's creating that guilt within himself. This is a very effective way of keeping oneself under check. So this outwardly, somebody might say something is wrong with this person, he's talking to himself. So rather don't talk loudly enough for somebody else to hear, but let the nafs hear it loud and clear. And this reprimand, developing this reprimand is very effective. This is often the, the antidote to many things that come in the mind and heart. Like a thought of hasad came. Now the thought of hasad came, so the antidote to that is the same reprimand to talk to oneself and reprimand oneself. That did you bestow the favor on him? It is your prerogative to give something to who? Allah Ta'ala's gift. So why are you being jealous over somebody else's ni'mat and favor that Allah Ta'ala bestowed him? Do you want to object against Allah Ta'ala? Now this reprimand itself becomes the kafara for that thought to start off with. And it stops it in its track. And it will change the tide of it. Pride is creeping in. Immediately he is reprimanding himself. That what right do you have to be proud? It's only Allah Ta'ala's 
veil of sattari. Allah Ta'ala has covered your faults. He's talking to himself, he's talking to your nafs. Had that not been the case, you wouldn't be able to walk anywhere in public. You want to hide yourself perpetually somewhere. So now he's reprimanding himself, his reprimand will stop that pride. There's some suspicion crept into his heart. So he is talking to himself, do you have any proof for this? On the day of Qiyamah, you are going to be asked that you had this thought about somebody, where is the proof for it? Can you establish the proof? If you can't establish the proof on the day of Qiyamah, then you can't entertain this thought now also. So this reprimand of the nafs from within is a very, very effective thing. Call it talking to oneself. This is what Hazrat is saying here, that daily say this to oneself, that I am the lowest of every Muslim at this point in time, and even in, as a possibility of the future, as a possibility, that I could be even lower than every disbeliever walking on the face of this earth. How can this be? Even lower than every animal. Allah Ta'ala forbid that if a person's khatma and his end came in a state of kufr, then what is his good? It has become worse than every animal also. And leaving aside that possibility, Allah Ta'ala forbid and save. But even that disbeliever who is a disbeliever today, it's very possible tomorrow he might accept iman and accept iman and reach those heights that we can't even imagine. So as a possibility, he's better than us, as a possibility. But at the moment, we have iman, we are better than every person without iman, undoubtedly. Not for one moment we should ever feel otherwise. But we are definitely lower than every Muslim. This is what we're going to repeat to ourselves to remove this pride. باوجود صدحا ہنر اور خوبیوں کے اپنے کو بے قدر سمجھتا ہے بے قدر کا خود بے قدر سمجھنا کچھ کمال نہیں کمال یہ ہے صدحا ہنر ہوتے ہوئے اللہ کے خوف سے خود کو بے قدر سمجھے یہ خود کو بے قدر سمجھے گا لیکن لوگ اس کو بے قدر نہیں سمجھیں گے لوگ اور قدر کریں گے So a person who, no matter how many excellences he may have, whatever he might be excelling in, whatever attribute he may have, despite all this, he should regard himself as nobody. I am totally nobody. Because whatever it is, is only from Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala can take it in one moment. So a person should regard himself as nobody. Besides that, he doesn't know what is the reality tomorrow. مَنْ تَوَادَ عَلِ اللَّهِ رَفَعَهُ توازو کے بعد للہ لگا ہوا ہے جو اللہ کے لئے توازو کرے گا یہاں للہ کیوں لگایا کیونکہ بعض لوگ توازو کرتے ہیں تاکہ میری تعریف ہو فضل سٹیٹس حدیث اللہ نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم سیز من تواد علیلہ the one who will humble himself للہ for اللہ تعالی اللہ تعالی will elevate him here the word للہ has come that the one who will humble himself for اللہ تعالی why did this come this has come to explain to us that this tawazu and humility must be for Allah Ta'ala alone. Otherwise, sometimes a person adopts humility, but so that he may be praised upon that humility. That has become his objective. So that people may praise me that I am very, very humble. That has become the objective. 
یہ توازو للہ نہیں یہ لنفس ہے دس توازو ان ہیومنٹی از ناٹ للہ از ناٹ فار اللہ تعالی دس از لنفس اٹ از فار پرسنز ایگو ہیز ایگو از گیٹنگ فیڈ مور وتھ دس سو کالڈ ہیومنٹی دس ہیومنٹی از جسٹ آؤٹ ورڈلی ہیومنٹی ان ورڈلی اٹ از دا ایگو ایسی توازو پر رفعت و بلندی کا وعدہ نہیں ہے سچی توازو ان دس کائنڈ آف ہیومنٹی وونٹ ایلیویٹ اے پرسن جو اللہ کے لیے توازو کرے گا اس کے لیے اللہ تعالیٰ کا وعدہ ہے کہ اللہ اس کو بلندی دے گا دا ون ہو ول ہمبل ہم سیلف اللہ تعالیٰ فور ہم از دا پرومس آف اللہ تعالیٰ دین اللہ تعالیٰ ول ایلیویٹ ہم سیز نظر بازی معمولی گناہ ہوتا تو حضور صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم بخاری شریف کی حدیث میں اس کو آنکھوں کا زنا نہ فرماتے کاسٹنگ لسٹ فور گلانسز اف دس واز اے مائنرسن اف دس واز اے اسمال تھنگ دا نبی صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم وڈ ناٹ ہیو کالڈ اٹ ایز رپورٹڈ ان دا حدیث آف بخاری شریف ہی وڈ ناٹ کالڈ اٹ دا زنا آف دا آئز آپ لوگ خود فیصلہ کیجئے کہ آنکھوں کا زانی اللہ کا ولی ہو سکتا ہے that a person who is a adulterer with the eyes can such a person become a wali also can he become the friend of allah taala when he is committing zina in this manner jo kuch bhi dil par guzar jaye guzar lo magar allah ko naraz na karo so whatever goes through your heart at that time whatever difficulty might be endured let it go through enjoy it but don't displease allah taala کپلٹ یہ گزر گئی جو گزرنا تھی دل پہ پھر بھی بگر جو تیری مرضی کے بندے تھے لب ہلا نہ سکے اتنا بھی نہ کہا کہ بہت مشکل پر چاہے They didn't even this much bring on their tongues that this is a difficult thing. They endured it quietly. Jo kuch Allah ka hukam hai is par sare taslim kham kar diya. They totally submitted themselves to the command of Allah Ta'ala. Yehi to bahaduri hai. This is indeed a person, this is bravery. Dekh lena konsi bahaduri hai. Dekhne wala to us waqt ullu hota hai. Aur woh apne ko ullu nahi samajhta. Balke samajhta hai ki jo log mujhe bewukuf samajhte hai, woh bewukuf hai. میں تو اتنا عقل مند ہوں ایٹ اے ٹائم این اے پرسن از کاسٹنگ دیز حرام گلانسز اراؤنڈ ہی بیکمز ان اردو دس اے الو الو از اے اول بٹ دس از یوز ٹو سگنیفائی اسٹیوبڈی دیٹ سچ اے پرسن ہیز بیکم ٹوٹلی فولش اینڈ اسٹیوپڈ دیٹ ہی از کنڈکٹنگ ہم سیلف ان دس وے بٹ ہی ڈزن ریگارڈ ہم سیلف اسٹیوپڈ ہی فیلز آئی ایم ویری انٹیلیجنٹ جو جتنا بے وقوف ہوتا ہے اپنے کو اتنا ہی عقل مند سمجھتا ہے گریٹر دا پرسن فولشنس 
the more he regards within himself that I am very intelligent. Asli bewukuf wo hai jisko apni bewukufi par yakin na aaye aur ye samjhe ki log mujhe bewukuf samajhte hain wo khud bewukuf hai. He is a real stupid person is the person who doesn't realize that he is stupid. He can't accept it. And he thinks those who are regarding me as stupid and foolish they themselves are foolish. This is the height of foolishness. So now when he's conducting himself in this manner he thinks no I'm fine no nothing is wrong with me. Others, they are foolish, they're losing out. So this is how serious this becomes, that it, it blocks a person's intelligence also. Therefore, as he's saying, that put your life on the line also. As Bishab puts in brackets here, that Hazrat made the statement while crying. My friends, put your life on the line. If you feel your life is going to go in guarding your gaze, let it go. Even if your life you feel is going to go, then to guard your gaze. But the reality is your life won't go. You'll get more life. Allah ka hukam manne mein jaan mein aur jaan aajati hai. In fulfilling the command of Allah Ta'ala, a person in his, his life becomes even more lively. Sometimes, a person is very, very lively as we call it. Say, what has happened to you? You're looking very lively today. It's as if life has come into his life. And sometimes a person is so down and out, it seems like he's got no life left. Emotionally. So it's not that he is not living, he is living, but it's like there's no life. And that person is so bubbly and... So, Hazrat is saying, when a person fulfills the command of Allah Ta'ala, it's not that his life will go away. Apparently, it seems like he might lose his life. But Allah Ta'ala increases the life in his life. There's a couplet of Hazrat Muhammad Rumi, Rahmatullah Alayhi, Neem ja bistanad wa sad ja dahad. Allah takes, so to say, half the life of a person in that mujahada he made and gives him a hundred lives in place. Not that he's, he will now live hundred years more, but those, that life that he has will become much more fruitful. He'll have more enjoyment in that life. He'll be more at peace, more at, he'll be more tranquil and serene. So, aap nafa mein hai ya nahi? Aise kareem malik se siwa ke, ke se soda kar lije, aadhi jaan de kar so jaan le lije. So, this is totally our benefit. Therefore, we should do this transaction with Allah Ta'ala. Give him half our life, in other words, a mujahada, and take a hundred lives in return. Balke isse bhi ziyada ni'mato ka wada hai. Instead, Allah Ta'ala will bless a person with even more than this. That's the promise of Allah Ta'ala.
خیر انشاءاللہ ویل کنٹینیو ٹمورو اللہ تعالیٰ کی بس توفیق دی امپورٹنٹ لیسنز آف ٹوڈے وے دا امپورٹنس آف شکر گریٹیٹیوڈ وی ہیو ٹو ڈیولپ دس گریٹیٹیوڈ ان دا پروسیس وی ڈسکسڈ ویل ٹوگیدر وتھ گریٹیٹیوڈ کیم دا ہارم آف دا کب اور پرائڈ اینڈ دا ویری افیکٹیو تھنگ آف اسپیکنگ ٹو ون سیلف ایڈمونشنگ دا نفس ریپریمانڈنگ دا نفس and the lesson of guarding the gaze allah taala give us tawfiq subhanallah bihamdi subhanakallahumma bihamdi ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta